Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. 48-year-old Fred is here for a checkup. He's healthy and stays active and has no chronic medical concerns other than seasonal allergies. Your exam is negative, and he asks for treatments for his baldness, as his partner noticed that he's developing a bald spot on the top of his head. He has thought about using light therapy that he's seen on TV, but he was wondering if you had any good recommendations. Hi, this is Dr. Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and the founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School, Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Wow, Bob, baldness, this is close to my heart. (laughs) Yes, Frank, uh, mine too. I was uh, uh, thrilled to see this article get published. Yeah, so baldness. Um, I am many the folks in our audience are probably eager to hear about what are the best treatment approaches. You said there's a, a, a recent article, a meta-analysis. Can you tell us what, what, what they found? Yes. Well, there's a lot out there. And there was a recent meta-analysis on this uh, topic, which I thought was a great read. And, and by the way, we're, we're talking, we're calling it male pattern baldness. Um, but this is uh, really uh, common in women as well. So, uh, and for many folks, it's obviously associated with low self-esteem and depression. So the condition involves the 5-alpha reductase enzyme. So when we talk about agents to treat this, you have to think about what's causing it. And finasteride and dutesteride, those are 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. And um, dutesteride also, though, blocks uh, it's a, uh, types 1 and 2 versus uh, uh, it's a little bit more broad spectrum. And a more potent inhibitor of this than dihydrotestosterone production than finasteride. Minoxidil is also effective, although its mechanism is actually not fully understood. Um, if you really, but the other interesting thing here is that only topical minoxidil, oral finasteride, a milligram a day, and low-level light therapy, which your patient was asking about, are FDA-approved treatments for this conditions. Turns out, though, like most things in medicine, lots of uh, other agents are used off-label. And so what this uh, study does did was to look at the current uh, medications being used off-label, particularly dutesteride, in different doses and even oral uh, minoxidil to look for efficacy in these, uh, in these agents. Okay, very good. Well, at least it's, I like the fact that it's a real-world sort of bit of research. It's covering not just what's FDA-approved, but w- what people are doing. Um, can you... Uh, tell me a little bit more about about the medications and what the study found, and I'd love another podcast in the future on FDA-approved light therapy. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to figure that one out because I've never prescribed that. I've certainly seen those ads myself and have been intrigued. Um, anyways, the, um, uh, the authors, they searched the literature for studies uh, that actually included an assessment of uh, the change in uh, total and terminal hair counts after 24 and 48 hours of treatment. Uh, Those are standard uh, ways of looking at uh, efficacy for these treatments. Uh, But they looked, again, minoxidil, dutesteride, and finasteride. 
and uh, with this. And so they found 23 articles met the criteria and they had various regimens, uh, different doses of dutesteride. This is oral dutesteride, uh, different doses for oral finasteride. They looked at topical finasteride and they looked at oral and uh, topical minoxidil. And they also, for their analysis, wanted to see that this was compared to placebo and, uh, and, and vehicle uh, uh, use. So at the end of the following, maybe I'll just cut to the chase here. Um, the, they concluded that there was a ranking of efficacy for these agents that the um, a half a milligram a day of off-label oral dutesteride had the highest probabil probability of being the most efficacious, followed by five milligrams of oral finasteride. Again, that's off-label because the labeling is, is approved for one milligram daily, followed by five milligrams a day of oral minoxidil, again, only topical minoxidil is approved, followed by the approved FDA dose of one milligrams of oral finasteride a day, and then the uh, topical minoxidil uh, doses. Uh, and as you can imagine, the 5% was more efficacious than the 2% or the uh, 0.2, uh, uh, or 0.2 milligrams, by the way, they looked up oral minoxidil. Okay, wow. So the off-label use of 0.5 milligrams a day of dutesteride had the highest probability of success, but of course it's not FDA approved. So you probably need someone who's, who's, who's got BPH to feel uh, okay about uh, recommending it. Um, what do we know about dutesteride side effects before we jump into its most efficacious uh, use? Yeah, I mean, good question, because as, as you recall, I mean, uh, minoxidil was used as an agent tree hypertension because of the side effects. It's rarely used these days. However, it grows hair, so we use it topically. So finasteride is actually associated with a variety of potential adverse effects, such as ED, uh, decreased sperm count, depression, and uh, gynecomastia. And while there appears to be a decreased risk for prostate cancer in patients who take this for BPH, some who do develop prostate cancer appear to have a higher grade prostate cancer. You look at the studies on that, it's really unclear why. It's thought to be related maybe to tissue sampling. Um, and by the way, uh, there's also some concerns that you have a decreased PSA, which could affect cancer screening, but that's another whole uh, discussion uh, for sure. So this study showed that dutesteride, it's a more potent 5-alpha reductase inhibitor uh, than finasteride. And again, it's FDA approved for BPH, and, it, and it's actually approved in Japan and South Korea for male pattern uh, baldness. But there are really fewer studies evaluating this adverse uh, event profile. And so it's, you know, the, the, the adverse event profile is very similar to finasteride. The data is still somewhat inconclusive in, in saying it's any worse than that or, you, you, you know, you think you shouldn't be using. I think some of the biggest concerns around that, you know, uh, the, the idea that you're potentially going to have um, higher grade prostate cancer uh, from using this. And, and those studies are really difficult to tease out in my mind. So, Bob, this, this study is, is sort of uh, potentially practice changing. What are we going to recommend for Fred today? Well, Frank, like so much where I'm doing in medicine these days, I'm going to use a shared decision-making approach. I'm going to inform him of the FDA-approved therapies. By the way, he's asking about light therapy. Low-level laser light therapy has been approved, although the study didn't look at it for its efficacy. The light apparently stimulates hair follicles and improves uh, cellular metabolism required for, for hair growth. So if he's going to use that therapy, have him look for a product which carries the FDA approval. As far as medications go, you know, the approved topical minoxidil and the one milligram of oral finasteride do work. And although topical minoxidil was less efficacious, it has less concern for side effects. 
primarily just topical irritation. Um, so now if people uh, are going to, they're, they're looking for an oral agent and you're going to prescribe either the oral um, uh, finasteride or oral butesteride off-label. Uh, it's important to check a PSA before starting. And the recommendations are really to, to see what the uh, new baseline is for that PSA uh, for finasteride six months later, for detesteride three to six months uh, later as you go along. Again, just that concern that's there for uh, prostate uh, CA. Oh, Bob, thanks. Thanks so much for helping Fred out and for bringing this meta-analysis to us today. Thank you, Frank. Great to be speaking with you again. Practice pointers. Several options are available to treat male pattern baldness from the FDA-approved low-level light laser therapy, topical minoxidil, and oral finasteride. Off-label dutesteride has also been used. Join us next time when we talk about terzepatide, a new class of drug for treating type 2 diabetes that has the benefit of both lowering A1C and causing weight loss. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.